Tell of all his wondrous works. Tell of all his wonders. No one can fathom. Tell of all his wonders. Remember the wonders he has done. No one can fathom. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Wonderful to tell. Hi guys. Welcome to Wonderful to Tell. I'm Tracy Conrad. Ronnie Baker, one of our very first storytellers, came to a recent recording session to support his friend, Ariana Luther, and introduced her to the audience. Here's Ronnie. Um, this is my friend, Ariana. Um, she is a trainer at TCU, so uh, she's worked there for a while. And uh, I met her really because I... I run track and I still work out at TCU. I was a graduate there in 2016. Um, and so Ariana would just, she would just kind of talk to me. Like she would just come up to me while I was lifting and be like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, making small talk. And then one day uh, she asked me how I was doing and I just told her I wasn't doing that great. And so we had a little talk and um, she introduced me to her boyfriend now, Kavar. And Kabar introduced me to the House Fort Worth Church, and uh, that's really helped me to grow uh, spiritually. And that's why I got to share my story uh, here. Actually, it was it was sometime last year. Um, and so God's doing crazy stuff in my life, but this is about Ariana. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she helped me, um, introduced me to some people that helped me to get on the right track, and so. She's wonderful, and she has a wonderful story to tell you guys. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> I'm Ariana. Um, like Ronnie said, I'm a strength coach at TCU. I've been there for two years, almost two years. I graduate in the next coming months, so prayer for me. I need a job. Um, <laughs> a little bit of my background. So I grew up in the Catholic Church, which was heavily influenced by... My mom, uh, my dad is not a believer. He would just, he would come with us sometimes, not all the time, but wasn't really involved. It was more so my mom because of her parents. So my grandparents um, were very Catholic. And so that was my upbringing, but I never understood what it meant to truly have a relationship with Christ. It's not something that resonated with me at all. I went to church, never truly understood what it meant at all. I'll, I'll talk a little bit about growing up as well, but alongside that, I did gymnastics from age two. So I started, I was a late walker, so I started walking when I was two years old, which is like unfathomable to some people, but I was late. So that, as soon as I started walking is when I started doing gymnastics. And so that is a sport that I always identified with, and I always told myself that I was the gymnast, you know, and I would go to school and people would be like, you're really strong, like oh, that's the gymnast girl, and that's just all I knew I was. And so I definitely idolized the sport of gymnastics and really um, just identified with that growing up. So um, growing up in my home, it was very cold. The relationship between my parents, they were married. They are still currently married, but they don't really speak to each other. So that is not... I didn't always want to be around it, so I would escape from home. I'd go to friends' houses and things like that every chance I got because it was very difficult being around around them. I didn't feel loved. I never was told verbally that I was loved, so I never really understood what that meant. Um, fast forward to college. So I go to college, um, 
And the, the way that I chose where I went, I went to Lindenwood University. It's in near St. Louis, Missouri. Um, my sister and her boyfriend at the time, now husband, they, he told me, his name's Joel. He told me, um, I want you to check out this school called Lindenwood. I'm like, what the heck is that? And he said, I want you to check it out because I have a cousin that's a pastor at this church. And for me at the time, I'm not a believer. And I'm like, I don't care. Um, cool. I'll go and I'll meet him, but I don't really, it's not something I'm interested in. So we go and go on this visit at Lindenwood and we meet with Mark Sigma is his name. He's a pastor of a church, um, an Acts 29 church plant down there called Matthias's Lot. And he, we eat lunch at his house with him and his wife and they never talked about Jesus. They just served us well. We got lunch and I was like, okay, cool. Like let's move on with our day. These people are nice, but let's move on. And so fast forward, I choose to go to Lindenwood. I go there my freshman year. I live the typical college experience, you know, drinking on the weekends, going out, partying, whatever. Um, and it was always, I mean, it always turns up void. It's always empty. And so searching for things to fulfill you like anybody does, uh, without purpose. And then knowing even after the fact that there's nothing that, that I can do that's going to fill this hole in my heart, the way that a relationship with the Lord can do. And so, um, I come to Christ my sophomore year of college in my dorm room. I'm on the bed and I'm just crying out to the Lord. Um, there's people in my path that came along the way my freshman year that, um, shared with me the gospel and I felt loved for the first time. And so I started asking questions and I met this woman named Jen and I told her, I was like, you can tell me one thing of information and I can just believe it, but I'm not going to do that. I want to know everything about Buddhism. I want to know everything about science and black holes. I want you to tell me everything. (laughs) Yes. Like I was that person. I was like, I need to know everything that's out there and then I'll make a decision. And so we sat down and she spoke with me for six hours about each area. And then from there, at the end of the night, she said, I want you to pray over Ezekiel 36, 26, um, about transforming our hearts from stone to flesh. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Is God going to like come down and change my physical heart? I'm like, this is freaking me out because I haven't really ever prayed before. And so I'm like, okay, this is weird, but, um, Everything that she shared with me, it was I had to do X, Y, Z for God to love me. But Christianity was the only thing that was God meets me where I'm at and he comes down in human flesh to live a perfect life and have three years of ministry to die and to raise again, which is why we celebrate Easter, um, to defeat death so that I have an opportunity to have salvation and an eternity with him and that that's a gift. And so... I, I mean, I made this realization through all these people that have been placed into my life. And so I prayed over Ezekiel 36, 26, rather confused in the moment because I didn't know how to pray. And so, um, and I'm just bawling and I don't know what all this means, but I texted her and I was like, you know, I think I gave, I, I just gave my life to Christ and I don't know what that means. And she told me it's not going to be easy, but it's going to be this journey that's up and down, but trust that and be faithful and you're going to grow exponentially along the way. And so continued to grow. And, um, that was my sophomore year and it's been a while since then. It's been almost six years come October. And so 
um, a lot has happened since then. I've grown a lot. Um, and I guess more recently would be a few years ago, 2015, I had double shoulder surgery, which as we talk about suffering, um, anything that's debilitating of how you normally function is extremely like humbling. So if you don't, if you can't use your limbs, like it's hard to do things. So you're relying on a lot of people for help and assistance, even if you don't want it. And so I had, um, I was pursuing after gymnastics, Olympic weightlifting. So I moved down to Florida. I was under this specific coach and I was like, I'm going to make it, you know, like let's compete internationally. And that was our goal at the time. Right, we make plans, but ultimately, like the Lord is <laughs> in control of those things. And so, I had surgery on one shoulder, and then found out I had to have surgery on the other shoulder. And you're in a sling for six weeks, and then the sling came off, and then they did the other one, and I'm in a sling over here. And so, total, it was about a year of recovery. And I mean, you can't sleep at night. You're sitting up like this. It's just like it's very uncomfortable. And I would just cry and cry and cry and. I had to move back home for this to happen. So I was around my parents again. I didn't want to be around that relationship again. And it was just very a difficult time for me to watch their brokenness um, in front of my eyes and like hurting from that, but also like physical pain. And so with that, I go through, I'm like, I just want to move back to Florida. I want to start training again. I don't care about being at home. And that was my, my mental aspect for a long time. And then I decided one day I was like, the Lord does not want me to think that far into the future. What am I doing right now that, how am I sharing the gospel with my own family? Like the people that are in front of my face, like I'm thinking so far ahead and I'm around these people in these relationships every day and I'm not doing anything about it. So it's so convicting. And so I decided that, um, I'm not like a blogger, but I started a blog to help like process through all this stuff. <laughs> and my mom would come in my room and she'd sit at the end of my bed and she just started asking me questions. Cause she's just like, how do you have joy in the midst of what, like you're screaming at night? Like, how is this happening? And so I shared with her the gospel and I was home for six months. I thought I was going to be home for one month. So I packed a very small bag. I was wearing the same clothes all the time. It was a mess. <laughs> But so I start sharing the gospel with her and how I had joy in the midst of all of that. And she, um, her heart started to transform. And at 65, she gave her life to Christ and it was just incredible. And so, um, it took three years, but she decided to get baptized a few months ago. Um, and so, and I baptized her, which was incredible to get in there with her. And she would... She, I just could cry, but she, <laughs> she's like, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't I have been teaching you these things? And I'm like, mom, age doesn't matter because, sorry, <laughs> the Lord can save anybody at any time. So <laughs> sorry, I just love her so much. So the Lord, if he can reveal himself and really reach into the pit and pull us out of what, where we were with anybody, um, with me, with a 65 year old woman, like he can do that to anybody and no one can be counted out for, um, any reason. Like the person, your neighbor that you think will never know the Lord or that person, oh, you think, okay, like they live this way. There's no way that they're going to know Jesus. Why waste my time? Um, don't count that person out because 
in reality, anybody can be saved. Um, and we are called to share the gospel to all, all the people in the nations, right? So if we're called to do that, that's our main purpose. Our purpose started when he got saved. And so that's what I try to do. I try to live that out. I don't do it perfectly all the time, but that takes a lot of prayer and community and people to lift you up and encourage you and pour into you so that you can go and pour out to the people around you, no matter how hard it is. Um, Yeah. So that's my story. Ezekiel 36, 26 says, And I will give you a new heart, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. I love the part of Ariana's story where God impressed upon her heart his desire that she should be a witness in the place she didn't even want to be. Injured, plans derailed, and in physical pain, In spite of all this, Ariana, allowing her light to shine in the darkness, found that the beauty and joy from within her spoke to her own mind and drew her toward God's light. And our Lord, in His abundant goodness, allowed Ariana to lead her mom to saving faith in Christ Jesus. Going forward, I plan to remember Ariana's words that age doesn't matter because the Lord can save anybody at any time. No one can be counted out for any reason. Jesus also reminds us that nothing is impossible for God. He said in Luke 18:27, the things impossible with men are possible with God. How great is that? This has been wonderful to tell. To see photos of Ariana and learn more about her and all our wonderful storytellers, please visit our website at wonderfultotell.com. And subscribe to our show so you don't miss out on any of our wonderful stories. This episode was produced by Michael, Brad, and Tracy Conrad with the invaluable support of our crew members. Lindy, Kevin, Katie, Karen, Nancy, Mark, Debbie, Haley, Jeffrey, and John Alfred. Michael Conrad composed our intro. Lindy Conrad came up with our name. And Matt, Jeff, and Justin from Fort Worth High Tech Signs created our logo. If you have a story wonderful to tell, let us know. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and at our website, wonderfultotell.com. And thanks for listening.